The diamond I Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These shoes are a lovely pair of blue ballet pumps. They have little detail of a ridge on each side and a rope bow. The toes are square and they look like they haven't been worn all that much. These shoes belong to Rose. This is her story. Do you know why I'm cooking? That's the moment where I concentrate the most. Spaghetti is better. My brain works a lot, but it's a little bit like mathematics. It's like you have to think about everything you're using and picture in your head where the food is cooked, how the food is going to look like after. One tin tomato. My name is Rose and I come from the Ivory Coast. I'm part of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of <laughs> different projects in my community and I love it. I normally use garlic, onion, and spin onion. But sometimes, you know, I just, anything I have in my cupboard, I just make something out of it. Normally, the language club runs from 10 o'clock in the morning. 10 o'clock, we open the door. It doesn't matter how many students come early. We start straight with the cooking. We do the cooking classes. Some of them make the drinks. We don't buy no soft drinks. And the food we cook from 10 to 12, that's what they have for the lunch and snack before they leave. And after 12 o'clock, each teacher come and teach the students. One hour and they leave and another teacher come. For the language club, each time where there's a student birthday party, we celebrate the birthday party. So today's my little one. So we're going to celebrate the birthday party here. It's a joint birthday party, and there's another parent who called me today who said to me, oh, is the, he's, he lives in a hostel just down there in a room, a little room as well. So he said, oh, he's going to bring a cake. So they're going to be a joint party. I use a lot of British ingredients, but I use my spices just to change it a little bit. And when I first got here, the taste of the food, I was like, why, why the bananas are not too sweet? Why do um, pineapples are not ready and they're sending the pineapple grains? But you get used to it. You find a way to enjoy it. <laughs> you can use fresh pasta or dry pasta, it doesn't matter. Three years ago, I started finding Cooking was like everything for me. Therapy, where I'm upset, I get in the kitchen and make something. Yeah, cooking just make me happy. And that's one of the things I, I can do the most. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cover it up to let the tomato cook. I was homeless when I moved here. And they moved me in this community but the house was so beautiful but I didn't like the community 
One day I remember watching the TV and they, they clarified this area, one of the most dangerous area in the UK. In the UK. I was like, when well, I was coming here, I was worrying. But when I moved here, I was wrong. And I met my beautiful, amazing friends who introduced me to Welcome Kitchen. And I'm one of the chefs. And it's true then, I start finding out cooking was what I like the most. Sometimes some stuff happened to you, but it happened for a reason. The Welcome Kitchen welcome refugees and asylum seekers. And also the general public can come and buy a ticket. And imagine you buy a ticket and your ticket give free food to someone else who need it. Do you know where I see the Welcome Kitchen today? I'm so happy and proud because where I first came in the country and where I was a refugee from the country, I'm still a refugee, what I'm talking about, where I first came in the country, in the UK, I have my son very early. I was living in a little box room with no kitchen for long, 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 long time. I have to go outside each time, buy food and stuff like that. I used to wake up every day and clean my kids in the public toilet and take them to school. But people used to see me, but they, you can't tell what was happening. My daughter went ill, she had to be in the hospital for three months. And I know that still exists. You know, the welcome kitchen, I call the welcome kitchen my welcome family. So have a place where you sit down and meet new people and talk with even somebody you never met and have warm food and socialize with other people. And the thing I love the most, I have to go for my kids. And they enjoy it so much. I started the language club two weeks after. I started with the welcome, the welcome kitchen. Yeah, everything just went. This is the spice I use. I love that spice a lot from Ethiopia. There's a lot of different spices, mix of different spices. Africa's is a very beautiful country in Africa, but we are so lucky with a lot of diversity of food because there's a lot of other African countries who just came in the Africa's and stayed there. I remember a story my dad used to say to me, there's no real Avorian. Like they all just travel from other places and come and stay there. So that make the Africa's, we have a lot of variety of food. Even my mouth is like something missing. This pasta needs chili. <laughs> I'm gonna put a little bit of chili. The good thing down there where I was growing up, I remember little girl. We grow up a lot of the food. You just go in your backyard and cut off your fresh food and everything. Spinach, tomatoes, beans, sweet potatoes. And yeah, food means a lot in Africa's. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> And that's the avoiding mix of avoiding spice. <coughs> I'm gonna use a little bit because just a little bit, not a lot. It's gonna be ready very soon. You have to leave it cooked now. That's it. When I moved in this community, I didn't like the way the kid was running outside. 
And through my window, I used to see a lot of bad stuff was happening to the little ones. Well, you see them, you know straight what's going on. You know that something's not right, you know. You see a little eight-year-old in a bike. You see a car, you know that car. There's not many people. There's even maybe not even one person in this community who can afford that car. You know, the car come and pack, give something. Yeah, and I didn't like it. It was like someone just throw something in my heart. I didn't like it at all, at all, at all, at all. I just said, okay, I have to do something about it. I can't do everything, but at least something little we bring. From the beginning, I booked for two teachers, a French teacher and a Spanish teacher, to come and teach my kids. Because down there, I got a huge kitchen, very big kitchen, and seven chairs of Danny tables. So, the first teacher came, the Spanish teacher asked her, I say, oh, by the way, Miss Rosa, if I get more students, how much are you going to charge me? She said, oh, the same. And I said, uh-huh. The French teacher asked the French teacher, she said, no, the same. So I spoke to the neighbors. I spoke to the kid who was playing round. So we got 12 kids. And we start with the 12 kids in my house. And I remember one day there was a meeting of the community there was the NPs there was a lot of people and I walk in that room and I said I need a space uh, to set up a language club I said to them that's what I want to do I don't like the way the kids are playing around and adults are using them and some of them laugh the reason why they laugh maybe they say look at that woman with a very strong accent the way I dress represent me but that's me. Nobody can change it. And I left. Where I left, I continued in my kitchen for six months. And there was getting more and more and more students. And I just said, enough is enough. I went back. I asked for meeting. And they said, yes. But we can only give you one day a week. I said, one day a week is enough. That's how I studied French and Spanish. And after I added Arabic and sign language, and now we've done the cooking classes, cooking lesson. The money I get in a welcome kitchen, they do give me something, pay for the two teachers here every week, and welcome refugees as well. I work there once a week, and that pay for another teacher, for the student. And a few months ago, one of the counselor, local counselor came here, and he said to me, you know what I like about you? I said, what, sir? He said, do you remember two years ago you walk in a room and you say you have that vision, that's what you wanted to do, but it didn't stop you? Well done, Rose. And he brought a lot of books and pens and stuff and he donated to the kids. I heard that a lot where some of them saying to me, do you remember that day? It is now. A lot of the streets that move on, they're grown, they're big now, and the language skills, I'm so proud. I'm so, so proud, you know. And that's stuff like that make me even stronger. I want to do more for, for my community. There's a lot of food. There's food that's ready. There's barbecue chicken, barbecue lamb. And there's the rice. I've done the rice already. My son's going to drop it up. And we've got spin roll. Chicken spin rolls coming as well. So there's going to be a lot of food. A lot, a lot, a lot of food. 
And it's done where it's cooking yourself. Tell me what do you think? <laughs> do you know what? If I was not busy, eh, I'm going to be a broken person. Because I used to be somebody who does, I used to not talk about my feeling. Being busy, you always meet new people who taught you about you, something you didn't know about yourself. You know? In my past, I was living with somebody who always bring me down, who said to me, you are not good enough. But being busy and being around, people always taught you how good you are. And you met good people, people who you can learn from. And you just sit down and say, wow, I thought my life was worse, you know. But it can be better. Rose's story was produced by Andrea Rangecroft. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The, moment we hit our is the shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next.